Hello, everyone. It's good to have you back with us. If you've been following us through these past weeks, then you know we have been going through various aspects of the end times. We'll not go through every occurrence of the end times, but only a few, and enough to help you grasp general prophecies. The goal to all of this is to expose you to what is probably already happening, or to what may happen in the near future, with the notion that you will at least understand that you need to be ready. And being ready for these things requires establishing and deepening your relationship with Jesus Christ. Without the Lord's help, it is impossible to make it through these trying times. Salvation in Christ is a wonderful, grace-filled gift from God, but it is necessary to do something with that gift. It's a gift with an intentional and lifelong purpose. God made us all with the potential to do great things through Jesus Christ, to work out His purposes here on earth so they can impact eternity, our eternity, the eternity of those around us, and the eternity of those that will come after us. As for today's prayer outlook, I encourage you to pray for godly enlightenment. One of the greatest challenges of growing in Christ is getting over our own thoughts and ideas. Many times we're our own worst enemies because we have our mind full of worldly influences and intellect with those things that oppose God's knowledge. And that makes it difficult to accept the things God teaches through His Word and His Holy Spirit. So we need to somehow free our minds and just have a humble and accepting spirit towards the things that God wants us to learn and live out. Sometimes our own pride gets in the way, and God may need to break that pride, which I hope you avoid somehow, if that is your case, because that involves heartache and pain. So pray that God just help you understand without all of the self-imposed pain and agony. Understanding and enlightenment will occur if you just let God open our minds and our hearts, let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I, I praise you, I worship you, Lord, because you desire for us to understand, but when things are okay, when things are fine. Lord, you desire for us to, to somehow experience your enlightenment, that you help us, O oh Lord, to understand somehow, Lord God, that that this enlightenment needs to come from you and that it is necessary for our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to have humble hearts. Help us to have hearts that are willing to listen, to, to understand, to be open, to have open minds, Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord, that our own thoughts and our, and our own ideas may not get in the way of what you want to teach us, Lord. Help us to be humble, to understand that you know and understand far more than we can ever understand. Heavenly Father, help us to see you as who and what you are, that you are an unlimited fountain of knowledge and understanding, that we can understand the purpose to life and to everything of why it happens and how it happens and just so many answers that all of the answers are basically found in you. Lord, I pray now that your Holy Spirit may just open our hearts, our minds, and that you may help us to understand, and together with that understanding, that you may help us to put in action your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As part of this week's sharing, I want to give some fair warning. We're going to get into something quite difficult. It's not going to be pretty. But the one thing I can tell you is, if you take it in with the right heart, it will prepare you for what may come very soon. 
Today we're going to be talking about the tribulation. This is not to be mistaken with the great tribulation. The great tribulation is something that comes after the tribulation period. The tribulation involves occurrences that will happen to everyone before the universal church of Christ is taken by the Lord. It's a specific time period where all Christians in particular will be tried. They will be tested. Those that want to be ready for it will come out better and stronger. But those that do not want to prepare themselves for it will turn back to the world and deny the the faith and the truth. Our scripture passage today is found in Mark chapter 13, verse 1 to 13, and it says like this. Then as he went out of the temple... One of his disciples said to him, Teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answered and said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled, for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But watch out for yourselves, For they will deliver you up to councils, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you must speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Now brother will betray brother to death and father his child and children will rise up against his parents and cause them to be put to death and you will be hated by all for my name's sake but he who endures to the end shall be saved. In another previous message we talked about all the different hardships that will be faced by the entire world and that these different hardships had already started. We spoke about wars, about famines, about diseases, and about the persecution of Christians worldwide. One of the things we did not talk about was about why these things were happening. And here's where it gets tough. Here's where a lot of false gospels are discredited because they don't coincide with biblical truth. The Bible does not teach that God guarantees those of us that choose to follow Him faithfully that we'll be wealthy and that we'll have great health and that all of our problems will go away. The Bible does not teach that God will help us achieve all of our dreams, goals, wants, and desires. It's not what it teaches. Many popular doctrines and philosophies will be completely dispelled as false by what we're going to share in the next few minutes. Some might become disheartened by this because they have either grown accustomed to listening to these doctrinal deviations or because they might be more drawn to physical and personal comfort than to God's biblical truth. But I do encourage you, wherever your thoughts might be, to at least give the truth a chance in your life. After all, isn't it better to die with the truth than to live with a lie? The first thing is that the Bible teaches that those of us that are believers in Christ must be tried 
and that we will need to go through tribulation. For it is written, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. This wasn't something that was just for the apostles and disciples that preceded us, but also this tribulation process will be for all of those that remain until the Lord comes for his church. As part of this tribulation period during the end times, believers will need to face great pain and hardship and persecution. As followers of Christ, we will not be exempt from going through all of these issues, but rather it will be necessary for us to endure such things. Why? Why does God want for us to suffer? Why should we go through famine and disease and heartache and persecution and all of these things that are part of this tribulation period? It's not that God wants us to suffer just because. It's the only way to see if we truly love Him and have faith in Him. You see, it's easy to stand up for Jesus when people in general favor you because of that. It's easy to follow Jesus when we feel that everything is going fine and that we feel successful and blessed. It's easy to follow Him when everything's right and flowing. But what happens when we don't feel like our prayers are being answered? What happens when we pray for healing and the disease keeps getting worse and worse? What happens when we pray for our loved ones and nothing changes for the better? What happens when we are persecuted and wronged for doing the right thing, for standing up for our faith in God? What happens when we start losing everything and nothing seems to work? What happens when our family starts to fall apart inexplicably? We can think all we want that we might be ready for these things to happen to us, but the only way of really knowing is by experiencing them. God knows everything. But there is a huge difference between knowing something and living something. There is a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. And God wants to see what we are made of. To see if there is true love or just a selfish interest. The Bible teaches that we will need to be put into the fire so that we have built in our lives can be tested. And it says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day, speaking of the time of tribulation, will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Many people look for God to solve their problems, to overcome their challenges and obstacles, to try to get a better life. And there's nothing wrong with that. That can happen with God's help. But the problem is when our goals, our needs, our wants, our desires become the center of our lives and that God just becomes a vehicle to get those things. I'll explain it a little further, but flipping things around. Let's try the do unto others as you would have them do unto you approach. Let's say a couple gets married. It happens every day that two people swear eternal love for each other before God and everyone, and they do things with the best and most genuine intentions. And at that moment, it's pretty fair to assume that both people feel like they are loved by the other, and that they will stay together through thick and thin, so to speak. And a couple of years go by, and everything still seems fine. But how do they really know that they love each other? While everything is okay and life, is, life together is enjoyable? or when everything starts becoming a challenge. The only way you know someone really loves you is when they stay with you despite any and all hardships encountered. 
You see their love when finances are hardly non-existent. You see their love when you are not as attractive as you used to be. You see their love when you can't even have sex anymore because of some accident or physical problem that happened. You see their love when they stay with you, even when they are bombarded by other people that seem more interesting and show more promise than you will ever be able to give them. You see their love when they try to help you as opposed to take whatever's left to finish you off. How many marriages break today because neither spouse can take the pressure? Sometimes the smallest thing turns into an irreconcilable difference. I'm sure you don't want to be abandoned in your greatest moment of need, right? No one does. Well, that is what God wants to see in His church, individually, before He comes for us. He wants to see our faithfulness and our love for Him. And the only way to see that is through tribulation. The Bible teaches us that many false Christs will show up trying to tempt those that say they believe in Jesus. There will be wars and rumors of wars, things that will be quite unsettling and unnerving. Economies will collapse. Money in many places will be obsolete, as in completely useless. Nations will rise against each other. There will be earthquakes and all other kinds of natural disasters. There will be hunger, maybe in places you never even dreamed that it would be possible. There will be all kinds of troubles. There will be various forms of sicknesses and diseases. The Bible says that this will only be the beginning of sorrows. And the followers of Jesus Christ will be persecuted and killed, betrayed by their own family and friends. Those of us that try to remain faithful to the Lord will be hated. It's only a question of when. We saw a shadow of these things at the beginnings of the original church during the time of the apostles. But what many of us may see will be far worse than that. I know that this is not a message of encouragement and of great news and of wonderful things, but I promise you, it's the truth. The question that you need to ask yourself is, why am I really following Jesus, if I'm following Jesus? The intention of your heart is everything, for it is written, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. I would also urge you to ask yourself yet another question. Am I loving the Lord the way I want to be loved? These are very difficult questions, but they are worthwhile. Life is too short to be doing something just because, without a real and meaningful reason, and especially when considering what may happen soon enough. But here is the light at the end of the tunnel, or rather the dark and scary tunnel, if you will. If not only do we remain faithful to the Lord, but moreover, we continue to grow in love towards Him. Despite any hardships we might face, no matter what tribulation we may experience, our souls will be safe in His hands. Our eternity will be secure with Him. And this is one of the many promises from God where it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come 
nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Even if we were to lose our lives here, we will have gained immortality through Jesus Christ. And even more to consider, everything we do here will count towards eternity. We have the opportunity through the Lord to impact eternity. What are a few good years on, earth, on this earth compared to eternity? The Bible puts it in this way in Matthew chapter 16. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and with his angels and then he will reward each according to his works. So in closing, if you are following Christ for all of the wrong reasons, you will give in to the world's influence. You will deny your faith in Christ. But if you are following Jesus for the right reasons, if you do go through this tribulation period, you will come out even stronger and greater than you ever imagined possible. My most excellent advice to you is to make sure you are following the Lord for the right reasons so you can gain the eternal benefit He wants for you to have. Nothing in this world will ever compare to what the Lord has for those that love Him and follow Him faithfully. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you and I worship you, Lord, because even though it's hard, you give us the truth. You just tell us things just the way they are. You don't lie to us. You don't sugarcoat it. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because you respect us enough to tell us things just the way they are. You tell us the truth. Everything else is a shadow of the truth or, or just a disguised lie. But Lord, you are the only one that has the truth. You are the only one, like, like the Apostle Peter said, you are the only one to have, that has words of life, of eternal life. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because you love us. And because of that love, you want to, to help us be prepared for what is already happening in different places in the world. And these different things that are happening will happen to all of us at some point. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that we need to be ready. And that the only way that we are going to be ready is if we are founded and secured in you, in your word, and nothing else, Lord God. Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to understand. Help us, O Lord, not to give in into the, into the desires and the needs of this world, into the, into all the lies. Heavenly Father, help us to understand, to be able to see things clearly for what they are, and to be able to value which is truly valuable. Lord God, I pray for our for our families, for our loved ones that they have not yet understood that they may come to understand. Help us, O oh Lord. Thank you because the wonderful promise that you gave us is that we don't have to go through these things alone. Yep, things will be hard. Things will be difficult. Things may even be painful, but we don't have to be alone. You have promised to be with us no matter what. And there is nothing that can take you away from our lives. Heavenly Father, I praise you and I thank you for your love and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
was always if by any chance you might need some prayer or, or some help, or you just want to share, please contact us. We would love to hear from you. May God bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world.